Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. September 8th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynes, the Indians picked up a 5-2 win against the Royals on Monday. Opened the series with uh, another really strong pitching performance from Zach Plesak. And the offense, uh, actually, the offense didn't actually look all that great. They just got some got some runs driven in by, by not driving in runs. You know, a couple sacrifice flies, a couple of ground outs. Uh, really... Uh, they just sort of took advantage of the, the Royals uh, all over the field offensively in, in uh, the, the earlier innings. Yeah, Brad Keller, you know, is, is, is the Royals' best pitcher in Kansas City. Last week held them to uh, one run over six, six and a third. And uh, last night they, they, they did a much better job against them. And they did it, like you said, Joe, just by basically playing kind of fundamental baseball, you know, sacrifice flies. Uh, ground balls with runners in scoring position. Uh, they didn't hit the ball out of the park. I think they had maybe one extra base hit. Oh, no, it wasn't an extra base hit. It got a race. Carlos Santana lost his uh, mm-hmm. his double because of a base running mistake by Frankie Lindor. But, yeah, pretty, uh, you know, a, a, just kind of a, you know, a basic nuts and bolts offense with uh, combined with another great start by Zach Plesak. Yeah, taking what the uh, what the defense was giving them and sort of dinking and dunking all over the field. Uh, let's let's talk really briefly about that that Lindor base running blunder. Uh, it was it was a a line drive into right field by Carlos Santana. Uh, Lindor sort of lost sight of it as he was uh, getting to the bag at second, and might have gotten sort of faked out by Adalberto Mondesi at the bag. Uh, he does he started back towards first, but didn't retouch second when he continued on to third. So uh, the the Royals called time, appealed to second base, and the umpires called Lindor out for, for not retouching second base uh, before he started on to third. Uh, really just sort of a mental mistake by, by Frankie. Yeah, just a rare, rare mental mistake. By, you know, you never see Lindor make a mistake on the field. He's and, really, really a, a, a well-rounded player. You know, he's uh, you know, he, he always throws to the right base. He, you know, and he just for a minute, he channeled his uh, inner uh, Manny Ramirez. I remember a, there was a game against Detroit when Manny uh, was going to second base, got deked, and uh, 
and turned around and went back to first and got tagged out as he was going back to first base. So, so Manny was trying to steal first, I guess. I don't know. But yeah. uh, this was, yeah, this kind of took, you know, it's, it's lucky they, it, it was still a pretty close game and it's, they went five, two. And uh, that was a, that was a shaping up to be a big inning, you know, Lindor on third, at least uh, mm-hmm. Santana on second. I think if Lindor had picked the ball up off the bat, he scores on that play. He usually, he's usually scored on a double, double to the right, you know, right field wall. Santana hit it hard, but still, you know, uh, that, that's that's a play we've seen uh, Frankie score on before. Right, and if you if you watch the uh, the replay a couple of times, uh, as as Lindor trots into third base, he he does so pretty sheepishly, and when he gets there, he puts his hands on both knees. Tony Manzalino, the uh, the third base coach, sort of pats him on the back, saying. Uh, you know what's coming, right? <laughs> you know you're going to be out. So he he, t- he took his medicine. He just walked into the dugout after they made the appeal. It was uh, there was not much Sandy Alomar could do in terms of uh, asking the umpires afterwards. But again, yeah. fun, funky Sandy play, went, play. Sandy said he went out to argue or just ask uh, what happened on the play because he thought he touched second base on the way to third. And then he said, the replay is showing on the scoreboard as he was talking to the umpire, and he said, okay. Okay, that's it. And he yeah. turned around and went back in. That was really good. Uh, the other bit of news from the game, Jose Ramirez uh, leaves the game early with a sore left thumb. This is something that's been bothering him for, uh, for weeks now. Uh, he's been trying to play through it. Uh, Sandy Alomar sounded like they were going to try and give him a couple of days off to see if he can get it right. Uh, that that pretty much sounds like what what's going to happen here with Jose. Yeah, that's that's what they were talking about, and uh, you know, last it's just eerily uh, you know similar to what happened last year late in the season when he broke his handmade bone in his right hand and missed a month, uh, you know, a critical month um, going down the stretch. I you know, there's no indication that it's that bad, but you know, he broke. The hammy bone is right hand. This is his left hand. I don't, can can you break hammy bones in both hands? <laughs> I in hope back to back seasons. Yeah, it'd be yeah well, that was... and he's a switch hitter, so it's, yeah, it, it all depends. Maybe it, it only happens when he's when he's swinging from one side of the plate. So who knows? Uh, we'll we'll hopefully get more uh, detail on that from Sandy Alomar this afternoon when we talk to him. Yeah, because he's leading the team in what home runs, RBIs. You know, he's not having the greatest year, but he's really been pretty productive and and, and stolen bases, too. Yeah, again, we're comparing him to, like, peak Jose Ramirez from 2017-2018. He's still having a pretty good year. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's funny. He sets that standard over, like, a couple of seasons, and then anytime he's not batting, you know, 313 with a, a 1,200 OPS – we think that, you know, he's, he's, he's struggling or he's having a, a down year. So, yeah, uh, Jose Ramirez is, is it, it very important to uh, the, the top four of that lineup. And, you know, it's a group of guys that have started pretty much every game like we, we imagined that they would. Uh, tonight, probably going to see Mike Freeman in there uh, in, in that number two hole uh, unless they decide to, to shake things up a little bit. Yeah, Freeman came in, got a, a sacrifice fly, saved a run at third base with a nice play in the, in the eighth inning. Uh, so, you know, I guess if, if it, you know, if Jose has to sit down for a couple of days, I don't think it, it's going to kill him. You know, it's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt the end. I mean, it'll hurt the Indians a little bit, but I think it'll, it'll do Jose a world of good. 
Right. Uh, as, as far as Zach Plesak, this was his second start since returning to the team from his uh, sort of three-week vacation there uh, down in Lake County. Uh, we saw the same thing we saw the first time out against the Royals. Uh, this time a little bit more efficient. He gets into the seventh inning, a uh, couple of strikeouts, one run, uh, really just uh, an all-around uh, good performance by Zach Klesak. Yeah, he gives up seven hits, uh, and he is, you know, Joe, he's got the Royals number, man. He's 2-0 and mm-hmm. against them this year, 5-0 and in his career, and his career just started last year, you know, his <laughs> big league career. So he, he really uh, pitches well against them. And, you know, this was, uh, this was more of, um, you know, I think he, he only threw 96 pitches into the seventh. And I think he was pitching to contact more. He gave up seven hits, only four strikeouts, but uh, no walks, you know, which is, you know, I mean, this kid has walked, what, two, two batters. And Damn. I think he's got like 34 strikeouts right. in, in five starts this year. I mean, that's, I mean, he is really throwing a lot of strikes, a lot of quality strikes. Right. Well, if you're the Royals, you think you're thinking to yourself, boy, this is great. They traded away Mike Clevenger. He was nine and a lifetime against yeah. us. We could never beat him. And now you just step up, you plug in Zach Plesak, uh, you, you know, also got great numbers. Uh, Plesak also, you know, helping himself out in the field, uh, making some really great plays. He made one uh, play on a chopper over the mound. Uh, by Alex Gordon that he, he jumped up and, and snagged in his glove through to first base. Uh, also cut down a lead runner on a, on a bunt attempt by throwing to second base, which is never the play you're supposed to make. But to see a, a pitcher make that play, uh, you know, pretty good, uh, good strong throw. Sometimes you get that throw yipped into center field and you, you wonder what's going on. But uh, this is this is an athlete, not just a pitcher out there. And you know, he used to play shortstop in college. He was, he's, he's an, a, a football, basketball, three-sport athlete in high school. Uh, you know, I, I, I think this, this kid could, could really just win a gold glove at some point just based on his defense and, and his ability to make plays uh, at, at pitcher for the, for the Indians. Yeah, that's, uh, you, you wrote that this morning, Joe. It was a good story. You know, I remember talking to his dad when I did a story on the Plesak family, and he said, anything this kid does, uh, you know, any sport he takes up, he's, he's, he excels at. And in college, he was, you know, he was pitching, but he, he still wanted to be a two-way player. He was, you know, sometimes he played first base, sometimes he played the outfield. Uh, he was a shortstop in high school, like you said. And uh, even in, at Ball State, he was either, even bugging the uh, football coaches to go out and play wide receiver, so you know this is this is a guy that that likes that likes that likes to keep active. All right, uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's shift gears here. Uh, we've been talking about this this sort of three team race in the AL Central. Again, the Indians moved into a tie with the White Sox by virtue of their win last night. Uh, they are tied for first place atop the division. With the Twins, I believe a, a game behind, a game and a half behind. Game and a half behind. Game and a half behind in second maybe place. Maybe a Twins. game now. Maybe a game now. I can I can answer you that, Charles. Uh, yeah, it's a, a full game behind for the Twins. Both the the White Sox and the Indians have 26 wins, 15 losses. The Twins have 26 wins and 17 losses. So they've played two more games. 
but that's going to balance out uh, over the next couple of days here this week as the Twins have a couple of off days. But just looking at the remaining schedules for these teams, uh, the, the, the Cubs are really going to factor into uh, who, who decides or who wins the, the AL Central, aren't they? Yeah, they've got, they're playing all three teams down the stretch. They're, you know, the Indians went 0-2 against them at Progressive Field. Uh, and on this, their next trip, uh, nine-gamer, they'll play uh, – they, they open with the Twins at Target Field and then go to Chicago for two, uh, for two against the Cubs. And then I think they, close, they play four in Detroit. So the, and then, you know, the, the uh, Cubs, uh, the uh, Twins and the uh, White Sox have the Cubs too. The, the White Sox finish with the three-game series that uh, Chicago battle against the Cubs. They finish their regular season. So, and the Cubs are, you know, they're, they're leading the NL West. So that's, they, they really, they, they, Jason Kipnis might get some revenge against the Tribe somehow. <laughs> Or he might well, help them out. Yeah, that, that's the other thing is, you know, Jason Kipnis could play extra hard against the, uh, the, the Twins and White Sox, and that would help out the Indians as well. Uh, the Twins and when White Sox do play each other in a four-game series, and that's at Chicago the 14th through, through the 17th. So, so really, uh, you know, probably the best-case scenario there is for, for one team to win, you know, three or four out of those games. Uh, and, and try and put some separation between the Indians and uh, the other two. So uh, it, that would be the ideal situation for the, for the tribe. Who knows, uh, you know, the White Sox have just been battering everyone, and uh, the Twins pitching is, is still among some of the best in the league. So we'll see how, how things shake out when they hook up against each other. It's, uh, it's the, the finishing series that they sort of get me – really interested. Uh, late in the month of September, uh, the 25th, 26th, and 27th, the, the um, Twins are at home to the Reds, and the White Sox are at home to the Cubs. The Indians, meanwhile, are hosting the Pirates. So, so really, if you look at that, you've got uh, your, your two teams that you're competing against in the division are playing against teams that are you know, at, at some point, playoff contenders, whereas the Pirates are the worst team in baseball, and the Indians are going to get a chance to take advantage of that. Yeah, and, you know, the Indians, uh, you know, swept the Pirates in uh, the exhibition season, the three-game series. They took a three-game series at PNC Park earlier, uh, you know, last month. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're, that's if, if you need a cushion, if you got to win three games – at the end of the year to, to win this thing, to uh, improve your seating or win the division, uh, you know, or finish second, whatever, uh, you're in a good spot. But don't be overconfident. Right, you know, right, is, exactly. Yeah, yeah you can't, <laughs> can't do that. Uh, in looking at the, the playoff picture right now, though, that's uh, the thing that surprises you the most. Right now, the Yankees are the eighth seed or are in position for the eighth seed and they're only a game better than the Orioles uh, going down the stretch here. Uh, 21 and 20 for the Yankees, who have, again, been devastated by injuries this year. But uh, right now, if the, if the playoffs open today, the, the Yankees would be at Tampa Bay for the, the, the first initial three-game series. 
Yeah, the, the thing I, I found shocking or just surprising, Joe, is you know, just how well uh, Toronto has played. You know, they didn't have a home at the start of the season. They basically got kicked out of their own country because of the coronavirus. They wouldn't, as they had to find a home at, at their AAA site in Buffalo. Uh, and they, they, you know, they're ahead of the Yankees right now. They, they, they hammered the Yankees last night. They scored 10 runs in, in an inning. Um, and you give credit to Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro and that young uh, Jays team for, uh, you know, kind of ho- holding the fort and uh, really kind of, you know, not, I mean, they said so many distractions that they could have easily kind of, you know, just said, okay, this is 60 games. Let's mail it in and get, a, get it together next year. But they, they've done a great job. All right. The, uh, if the playoffs open today, right now, uh, the Indians would have the number two seed in the American League, and they would host the Twins for that opening round uh, series. The Twins would be the number seven seed in the American League, uh, but that would also set up a potential second round matchup with the A's, which, you know, I don't think anybody wants to see that if you're an Indians no. fan, uh, because that's a, a really good A's team. Yeah, uh, and they have not played well against the A's over the, the last few years. Right. Especially if it's out there, I don't know where it would, where they play, but well, they don't play well in Oakland. And and you know, just speaking of what the Indians' record is as 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 they move forward again, they stand at twenty six and fifteen through uh, forty one games. Uh, they're twenty one and two when they score three or more runs. Uh, that that's a pretty good uh, you know case for hey uh, you know as as we we talked to Francisco Linder yesterday. Hey, you know, when, when you score three or more runs, you, you realize your record's pretty good, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. What, what did he say? Uh, he, he, said, uh, he's, he said, if we, if we score five tonight and lose, uh, you know, I'm never talking to you guys again. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. And then, Joe, part of that is uh, in 11 of the last 12 games, the starting pitching has given up two or fewer runs. And they're nine and three in those games. I mean, that, that's good, right? <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. I mean, you, you, you kind of when you see it day in and day out, you really forget. I think you, you kind of, you know, just take it for granted. But the starting pitching has been unbelievable. I mean, like like you said earlier, they they trade Clevenger, Plesac steps in, nobody misses a beat. You know, Plesac gets sent down to uh, Classic Field, and uh, Tristan McKenzie comes in and. You know, throws three. You know, two quality, two quality starts out of out of his three starts. Um, just, uh, you know, you can't give enough credit to the Indians and their their ability to uh, to uh, develop starting pitchers and the starting and the starting pitchers for uh, you know making it work. What uh, what must it be like to cover a team who where you don't know what you're going to get out of starting pitching? You know, three or four games out of the out of five in a rotation I just it, it's it's completely foreign idea to me right now at you know just like you said uh grow, having grown accustomed to what we've seen out of the Indians just out of the last really over the last three or four years it, I mean you know Joe we've all been through it I mean we grew up watching you know like shaky <laughs> rotation me. I mean in the in the 90s you know that they had great offense but you, you know, outside of Charlie Nagy, well, I guess in the 90s, you had Oral and, and Martinez and, and Charlie Nagy. But, you know, the three and the five and they're the four and five starters. You weren't really, you Man, know. Man, 91, 92, that, oh was, that was tough. 
you 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 circled the days Charlie Nagy would start, and then the rest of it you would just you didn't even want to watch. Yeah, Rich, Rich, I'm not ready yet. All oh man, guys. that was tough. All right, uh, hey, just before we leave, uh, wanted to mention, uh, you know, don't don't adjust your TV screens on Thursday when you notice that Francisco Lindor and Roberto Perez are wearing uh, different jersey numbers. Uh, Frankie's number 12 is going to flip-flop. He'll be wearing number 21, as will all Puerto Rican-born uh, players in Major League Baseball. They've been given the option to honor Roberto Clemente by wearing his number on the day that, that the league is, is honoring Roberto Clemente Day. Uh, of course, the, um, the nominees for the Clemente Award were announced last week. Uh, Brad Hand is the Indians uh, uh, representative there. Uh, Cookie Carrasco won the award last year, the most distinguished honor in, in all of baseball. But really, uh, Sandy Alomar and Francisco Lindor spoke about it yesterday, and they said just honoring for, um, Roberto Clemente is something that, as, as a Puerto Rican-born baseball player, you, you just you feel like you have to do because he was just such a larger-than-life figure to everyone on that island. Yeah, definitely. That's a, that's a great gesture uh, by Major League Baseball. I know Frankie said maybe we could, you know, we could uh, eventually expand it to all 30 teams like they do with Jackie Robinson, you know, on, on Roberto Clemente Day. Everybody wear number 21. And, Joe, I'm a proponent of doing the same thing with Larry Doby. I think uh, they should do that uh, with number 14. Uh, I don't know, uh, you know, you know, they – I think I think that's a, I think that's really really important that they would, that they could do that that Major League Baseball takes that under consideration. Well, I certainly think uh, you know well the the Pirates will all be where everyone on the Pirates, regardless of where they were born, are going to be wearing 21 on on Thursday, uh, and some players can actually wear it tonight if they don't have games on Thursday. So that that's league wide, uh, and there's a patch that that non Puerto Rican born players can wear on their sleeve. Uh, that, that commemorates Clemente and they can all wear if they choose to. Uh, I think the, the way to do, uh, to do Dobie, maybe not because uh, Robinson was the first and you, you, you do that yeah. uh, that way. I, I think maybe you honor Dobie by having the Indians wear 14. Every Indians player wear 14 on the anniversary of the day that, um, that Larry Dobie uh, broke the color barrier in the American League. But as far as a league-wide thing, I, I think you still have to give Robinson his due on that and, and, and make it, you know, carry on that tradition of everybody in the league wearing it on that day. Uh, well, they did but, that. They did that, I think, in 2006. The Indians had all their players wear 14. Everybody wore 14? Against the Yankees, and they were reprimanded by the commissioner's office. So I just – I think, uh, you well, know, I, I could I, – I think there is – there's a way that you can do it, and I think – you know, maybe that's a, a good first step, Joe, like you were right. saying. Everybody wear it on a, the day he broke the American League color barrier. Right. And, you know, what this commissioner's office, uh, with what they choose to enforce and what they choose to not enforce, really uh, drives me nuts. Uh, I think Trevor Bauer would agree. You see his <laughs> tweets yesterday with uh, uh, I, I, somebody wore an in and out burger <laughs> on his cleats. And the, the MLB uh, account on Twitter – retweeted a photo of it and this is the same commissioner's office that threatened Trevor Bauer if he uh if he said if he wrote free Joe Kelly on his uh on his cleats so again this is just they're ridiculous the whole situation is ridiculous but what are you gonna do 
All right, Hoinsey, another uh, another game, another start for Tristan McKenzie tonight uh, down at the ballpark. We'll uh, we'll look forward to your coverage there as the Indians take on the Royals. All right, Joe. Thanks, man.